Connestee, how are ye? Welcome to another Candle Tales podcast, episode 73 to be exact, and this one is the story of Keltcar. Now it's a death story because we're doing death stories this month, told by Surika, the other co-founder of Candle Tales, and I'm the other one. Aaron Hegarty is my name. You can find the links below and more details about our post-show chats coming up in the next episode. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel to find out more videos there. You can also go to patreon.com forward slash candlelit tales because we owe a huge thank you to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you for making these podcasts possible. Now, stay tuned for this week's story. The Death of Keltcar. Take it away, Surika. One of the great heroes of Ulster was a man named Keltcar McGuthercar. He was not spectacular to look at, not like the likes of Cúchulainn or Conal Cairnock with their otherworldly beauty. In fact, he was a bit of a rough-looking man, big ears that stuck out on either side of his head and a great, fleshy nose in the middle of it, and grey hair that stuck up in tufts. And he wore no great clothing, because he was a plain sort of a man, but he was a great warrior, a champion, ferocious in combat but gentle with his ally. And he was married to a woman named Breach. And Breach had a little bit of a wandering eye. And her wandering eye happened to fall upon Blay the Hosteler. Now Blay the Hosteler was a hosteler in charge of hospitality in Ulster. And he had himself a great hostel and anyone who came to his hostel was welcomed in and fed and watered and given a place to stay for the night. And Breach, well, she went to the hostel because she wanted to see if she could seduce Blay. But Blay, seeing what direction the evening was going in, said, no, you're married to Keltkar Mgutakar, who is a ferocious warrior and noted killer of men, and if I were to sleep with you, then it'd be an end of me. But Breege was not so easily dissuaded. She had her eye on Blay the hosteler now, and she wanted him. And Blay had on him an unusual gesh, a magical taboo that he could not break without invoking doom. And because of the nature of this gesh, he had to make it somewhat widely known, just to avoid getting into trouble. See, the gesh on Blay the hosteler was that if any woman came to his hostel in a company of men, but not married to any of those men, and she the only woman among them, Blay would have to spend the night with that woman. Now when Breach found this out, she gathered together a group of men, made sure there were no other women with them, and went with them to Blay's house. And of course, Blay could do nothing other than sleep with her. So Breach got her way. But Blay was not wrong. After he and Breach spent the night together, word got back to Keltkar Maguttakar. And Kelkar Maguthakar came looking for Blay, and Blay ran to the king for protection. 
he ran into the hall of King Crohor Magnessa, for Crohor was engrossed in a game of fidget with Cúchulainn. But Kelkar MacGothacar was hot on his heels, and Kelkar drove his spear right through Blay and out the other side, and a drop of Blay's blood landed in the centre of the board. Now when they saw the blood fall, Cúchulainn and Crohor Magnessa looked up, and seeing the murdered Blay, the two of them looked back at one another, and Cúchulainn said, that drop of blood is on your side of the board, so it's your job to avenge him. And Crohor Magnessa said, no, 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 that's, that's a little bit closer to your side of the board, so it's, it's your responsibility. And while the two of them were involved in this argument, which went on for quite some time, Kelskar Magothakar turned and fled. He fled south to Munster to stay with the men of Desi. But the king uh, eventually decided that it was his responsibility to avenge Blay the Hosteler. And after a time, the people of Ulster began to complain to King Crohor. They said it was no good having lost Keltkar and Blay at the same time, it was as if they had both been killed, and there was no need for it. Sad as they were to lose Blay, Keltkar was a great warrior. And so Crohor came up with an Eric that he would ask Keltkar to give. And what he determined was that he would ask Keltkar Magotakar to rid Ulster of its three greatest pests. And so he sent Kelkar's son down to the men of Desi to deliver the message to him. And Kelkar saw a second message buried in the first, a threat to his family. So he left his son with the men of Desi and came back to Ulster to meet with Crohor. But Crohor offered his terms without treachery, without malice, and Kelkar said, I all right. And he settled back into his home with his wife and his daughter. And they waited for Ulster to need ridding of a pest worthy of Keltkar MacGothacar. Not long after this, a giant arrived in Ulster. A man with horned skin that could not be pierced by a blade. A huge warrior who started to lay waste to the countryside ravaging Ulster entirely. And his name was Congancnus Magdeda de Magdara, and he was the brother of Kuroi Magdara, who Cúchulainn had recently killed. And when the people cried out to him to leave them be, he said no. He was going to destroy all of Ulster in vengeance for his brother's death. And so the people of Ulster cried out, Kelskar, Magothakar, will you rid us of this pest? And so Kelskar, Magothakar, did. But he didn't go directly at a problem. He had a way of thinking things through. Instead, he asked his daughter for her help with a plan that he had. And he went to Congancnus Magdedad Magdara and asked to make a deal with him. Asked him if he would stop destroying Ulster 
in exchange for the hand of Keltkar's daughter in marriage. And Congancnus Macdedad Magdara, who was getting a little tired of Rampage at this point, said he would, but only if Keltkar included in the deal a dinner enough to feed 40 men every day. Keltkar Magothakar agreed to that and handed his daughter over to the giant and she prepared a dinner for him that would have fed 40. 40 hungry men, that is. And when Congancnus Macdadad was all full and fed and sleepy, she started to rub his hair and she asked him all about himself. And as he was getting loose and relaxed, she sighed she said how worried she was and he said why and she said well you're my husband be a terrible thing to be a widow as young as I am and you've made a lot of enemies here in Ulster and he said now don't worry about that there's only one way to kill me and no one would think of it by chance because it's just so weird you see the only way to kill me would be to heat iron spikes over a fire till they're red hot and then hammer them up through the soles of my feet and into my shin bones. That to me is a fatal wound and nothing else at all. She said that's good to know and then she gave him a sleeping posset and went back to her father. Now I don't know if Congancnus Macdadad Macdara woke up from that sleeping potion or if he slept right through his wife and father-in-law heating up those iron spikes and hammering them through the soles of his feet but I'll leave that up to you to imagine because in the end Congancnus Macdadad Macdara was killed and Kelkar Magothakar took his head as a trophy but found it was so big he could not move it and so he left it there a great mountain in the landscape some time after that Another pest came to Ulster, and this time it was a hound, a hound that was called the Dunmouse. And the Dunmouse had belonged to the son of the widow. He had found the dog wandering the wilderness, taken her in, and fed her from his own hand, and she'd been a good dog until the day that she turned around and ate the widow's son, and then went home and ate the widow and the widow's flock. And after that, the bloodthirsty hound rampaged through Ulster every day and every night went back to a little cave in a hidden valley to sleep. And this dog was causing such devastation that the people of Ulster cried out in one voice, Keltkar Otakar, will you rid us of this pest? And so Kelkar put his mind, his greatest weapon, to the task. Now this dog had been hunted high and low with little success, and so Kelkar was not sure if its skin could be pierced. So he came up with a novel way of killing the dog. He got a log and he hollowed it out and then he boiled the log in a mixture of honey and grease and certain herbs 
for a long, long time, till it was very supple and very soft. And then, early in the morning, he went to the cave where the dun mouse slept. And at dawn, the dog came out, sniffing the air and growling already savage. And when it saw Keltkar Magotakar, the dun mouse lunged at him, jaws wide, and Keltkar drove the open end of this hollowed log between its teeth. Now, the log was so soft and so supple that the dog's teeth stuck in it, and Keltkar reached in through the other end of it, down the dog's throat, seized her heart and yanked it out thereby ridding Ulster of its greatest pest. And only a few days after he had killed the Dunmouse, strange sounds were heard coming from the severed head of Congancnus Macdeda de Macdara. And on further investigation, the people found there three pups, otherworldly pups, strange hounds. Something about them that was definitely more than ordinary. And one was a white hound that was named Alba and given to a man in Leinster called Macdaho. And another was a brindled hound that was given as a guard dog to the smith Cullen and afterwards grew up to be the hound of Cullen, killed by a boy named Satanta who then took the name of Cú Cullen. And one was a black dog that was given to Keltkar Magotakar as his own. Now Keltkar Magotakar raised his black hound and fed his black hound from his own hand, and this was the best and most loyal dog in Ireland. But it would only take food from his hand, and it was only loyal to him, and that was not a problem until Kelkar was called away and stayed away too long and his hound, thinking him gone forever, went mad. And much in the manner of its parent, the dun mouse, the hound started to rampage all around Ulster, killing people, killing flocks, destroying herds until the people of Ulster cried out with one voice, Kelkar, Magotakar, will you rid us? of this pest. And so Keltkar gathered a hundred men and led them into the valley where his own black dog was hiding. But he called out to his dog and when the dog heard its master's voice it came up to him wagging its tail so hard that it wiggled fawning over his feet but Keltkar Magutakar looked down at his hound and he said, You've shamed me. And he drove his spear to the heart of his own hound. But when he lifted his spear up, the heart blood of his very own dog trickled down the hilt and touched his own skin. And then that blood went through him like a poisoned dart up his arm, into his heart, and down, down his leg through the sole of his feet where it darted out and into the soil, and Keltkar, Magotakar, 
fell, dead, beside the body of his hound. Thanks so much for listening, guys. As always, this podcast was produced and edited by Oshin Ryan. The story was by Aaron and Surika Hegarty, narrated by Surika, and music by Oshin Ryan. You can find out more about us on our website, candletales.ie. Follow us on all the socials to find out and keep up to date with what we're doing. If we're doing any schools gigs or maybe a live gig sometime in the future, you never know. At Candle Tales on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Candle Tales, which also now has a Candle Tales for Kids playlist. Hashtag Candle Tales. And Gareth Curtis has some beautiful illustrations there on some of our favourite stories. Go ahead and subscribe to that channel also because you'll be notified of when we do our post-show chats when we talk about these stories live on Sundays at 7 o'clock. Not all Sundays, but some Sundays. Liking and subscribing to our podcast really helps us reach more people and helps us grow. We get support for this podcast only through our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for you guys who've gone to patreon.com forward slash candletales to keep a monthly subscription going. However, if you'd want to make a one-off donation, you can do that too by going to the PayPal button on our website, candletales.ie. Now, stay tuned for more death stories coming at you this month because... You know what? You keep them alive by telling stories about them. That's the main thing. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll catch you next time when we talk about this story in our post-show chats. You.